0: I'm Benjamin Jason There you go I'm there for my wife emotionally, spiritually, and freaking sexually I get rock hard whenever she needs it You think you're some hot body
1: home wrecker? I'll wreck your fucking face Don't tell me it's hot Jury nullification occurs when a jury in a criminal trial gives a not guilty verdict regardless of whether they believe a defendant has broken the law. The jury's reasons may include the belief that the law itself is unjust, that the prosecutor has misapplied the law in the defendant's case, that the punishment for breaking the law is too harsh, or general frustrations with the criminal justice system. Some juries have also refused to convict due to their own prejudices in favor of the defendant. Such verdicts are possible because a jury has an absolute right to return any verdict it chooses. Nullification is not an official part of criminal procedure, but is the logical consequence of two rules governing the systems in which it exists. One, jurors cannot be punished for passing an incorrect verdict. And two, in many jurisdictions, a defendant who is acquitted cannot be tried a second time for the same offense. A jury verdict that is contrary to the letter of the law pertains only to the particular case before it. However, if a pattern of acquittals develops in response to repeated attempts to prosecute a particular offense, this can have the de facto effect of invalidating the law. Such a pattern may indicate public opposition to an unwanted legislative enactment. Welcome to Rock Hard Caucus.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Justin. That was very useful information that I think uh, our listeners should put to use. Uh, mm-hmm. In the potentiality that they get called up for jury duty.
1: Mm-hmm. If you are listening to this and you ever get called for jury duty, you did not hear this or any other episode of this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do
1: not let anyone find out that you are a rock hard caucus listener. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's too late for me. I will never serve on a jury. Actually,
0: now. <laughs> actually, if you ever get called up for a jury, you do not have any strong opinions about anything. That's you right. You are a, a moldable piece of clay and mm-hmm. you are w- willing and waiting to sit and th- watch a, a super long trial <laughs> and not pass any judgment until the time is the yeah. time is right
1: if you are called for jury duty you love rules you have no opinion about the effects of those rules the purpose of those rules you only have an appreciation for the rules and the enforcement of mm-hmm. those rules
0: yeah and an appreciation for fairness And Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, justice Mm -hmm. and fairness is uh, always uh, in the eyes of the state. (laughs) 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 So it's been a big week. Uh, Last Sunday, we talked to a couple friends of ours, Izzy and Maggie, and following that interview, the two of them were tried for a couple of uh, criminal charges serious misdemeanors i believe they're called i don't i don't take them all that seriously but they are called serious misdemeanors <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh, you shouldn't really take a misdemeanor that seriously mm-hmm. um i don't know is that worse than aggravated or is it less than aggravated
1: um i, I think
0: i think it's i think aggravated is worse
1: <laughs> it seems like it should be right i'm pretty ignorant of this but aggravation seems like a step yeah. past seriousness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, okay, yeah. Aggravated misdemeanor can carry up to two years in prison. Uh, well, serious misdemeanors carry up to one year per mm-hmm. Iowa code. Okay, nine hundred three point one.
1: Mm-hmm. Great.
0: <laughs> we don't need to know things. We just Google shit.
1: We're becoming legal scholars, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because of <laughs> what we are witnessing. Um, Alright, the trial began on Tuesday and was completed on Wednesday. They are still awaiting sentencing, so I want to stress this at the top as we discuss what, what I observed and how it's being discussed by local media figures. Uh, Izzy and Maggie are not present for this conversation I did not clear anything that I was going to say with them. They don't have any knowledge of what I'm going to talk about on the podcast. They're not responsible for anything that I say or that Evan says over the next hour. Uh, they are innocent of any podcast crimes. All right. <laughs> In fact, they're not even responsible for anything they said last week. That was all me.
0: Yeah. Justin Justin and I are willing to be willing to be the shield. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been working on making myself a lightning rod. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to uh, include an informative link about jury nullification in the episode description as well, if anyone would like to learn more. But again, keep that information to yourself if you are ever interrogated by law enforcement or anything like that. You don't know about this show. You don't know about the concept of jury nullification.
0: Mm -hmm. You don't know... Nothing about no politics.
1: <laughs> In order for jury nullification to work, they can't know that you're going to do it, basically. So I observed most of this trial. I was there for everything on Tuesday, and I had to miss Wednesday morning, which is, I missed something massive on Wednesday morning, but we'll <laughs> get to that. But then I did see Wednesday afternoon. So I saw about 75% of this trial. I wasn't taking any notes in the moments, so everything I I was planning on just like shooting the shit with Evan, just bringing stuff up as I remembered it. But this morning an important article was published in the Gazette which I think we have to use to frame our discussion of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, very good timing on that.
1: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh and this was written by another person who was observing the trial. Uh we were, we were in close proximity for several hours. Althea Cole of the Cedar Rapids Gazette wrote this opinion piece uh, published at 5 a.m. today, February 11th. The headline is, With Disaster Averted, Protesters Get Slap on the Wrist. <laughs> the subhead is very good, too. Defendants lose their marbles, but not their, parentheses, entire court case. So, what, what that means is that they got a guilty verdict on one charge and hung jury on the other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The opening of this piece is incredible. You know what? Actually, before I start reading <laughs> Althea's newest
0: column... <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at her prior work.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. I think, we, I think we covered an old piece of hers that may have preceded the Marbles protest, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um... Okay, so Todd Dorman. This is what I want to make sure people know. Not everyone is aware of this. Todd Dorman, he also works at the Gazette. Uh, He's some kind of editorial guy. He's a lib. Mm -hmm. And the other day he tweeted, Congratulations to Gazette editorial fellow Sophia DiMartino and staff columnist Althea Cole for winning Master Columnist at the Iowa Newspaper Association Awards Banquet tonight recognition well-earned for their outstanding work
0: ah so they went from apprentice to master
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well they may have been uh they may have been journeyman columnists in between
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) so this is somebody who recently won a prestigious award at the iowa newspaper association awards banquet and is being uh, congratulated and praised by her colleague todd dorman So I just wanted to make sure everyone knows, you know, what we're about to discuss. This is somebody who has very recently won an award for her work. The piece begins. On the morning of Tuesday, February 6th, an account on X bearing the name Izzy Nation posted a picture of a young transgender woman taking a selfie in front of a bathroom mirror while dressed in professional attire. The post was captioned, dog, look at my defendant. She's going to prison. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so izzy's tweets are now a matter of like <laughs> public record <laughs> in a local paper <laughs> and there's a link to it um izzy's handle on on twitter is Footch boyfriend apologies if i'm saying a slur there i don't actually know what that means <laughs> what is Footch? do you know
0: um nope I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wade into that either. <laughs> nice I probably try. shouldn't
1: have said it again. Yeah, there's a detail that doesn't come through when I'm just reading it, but the the capital D that's between brackets there. You see that in the quote?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah, they had to capitalize the uh, <laughs> lowercase because that's how you start a sentence. That's that's good journalist stuff to know that you know. <laughs> capital letters start sentences
1: right it wouldn't be proper for us to quote izzy's tweet uh like verbatim we have to capitalize the beginning of it otherwise it's not a real sentence yeah also i want to note that izzy's current uh twitter handle is homosexual beast mode and i wish that that had been printed here in the gazette
0: (laughs) true (laughs) that would have been good
1: Later that morning, while wearing the same outfit, the person in that photo, Izzy Kippis, went on trial for charges stemming from an act committed when conservative commentator and provocateur Matt Walsh appeared at the University of Iowa on the evening of April 19th, 2023. Walsh spoke to a capacity crowd at the Memorial Union, Iowa Memorial Union, sorry, after an an afternoon screening of his documentary, oh what shit, what is a woman? Oh Got shit, oh my an, fucking an- god,
0: <laughs> oh my god! Now you can can't even go back and edit it later. Oh, they even updated it once. Wow, <laughs> wow. Good thing we recorded this so early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's an interesting point. This one that we're looking at now was updated 25 minutes after it was initially posted. But there's also a version of this that was posted at 8 a.m. There's currently as we record Oh, really? T- two versions of this on the Gazette website and one of the one I'm looking at right now has actual like photographic evidence that was presented at the trial. The other one just has a generic like prote- protest photo. But what's what's going on? Why has this article been posted twice? I don't know. I can't answer that. Hmm. This is award-winning journalism though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kippis and co-defendant Elizabeth Jorgensen, also a transgender woman, were charged with criminal mischief in the fifth degree and disorderly conduct for dropping a large quantity of marbles on a hard floor at the top of the staircase near a major point of entry into the IMU building, which caused a significant safety hazard to hundreds of people nearby. So uh, criminal mischief in the fifth degree
0: yeah I know that they get a slap on their wrists as if there was any other fucking outcome, <laughs> like even if they were convicted on both of them like come on now, yeah, this this is a it's a prank that that I will say is funny um <laughs> I'm not gonna get w- wade into the legality of it, but uh mm-hmm. it's getting a little little ahead of ourselves on on the uh importance of this. I mean yeah. like 99% of people would have just pled out to this immediately and it's, you know, very brave of them to even have gone on trial and obviously mm-hmm. they got a better outcome out of it I think than mm-hmm. if they hadn't um gone to trial. So, yeah, it's we're the only people who should be covering this. Uh <laughs> is what I was trying to say.
1: Yeah, it this should be a conversation for uh friends of the defendants only. No, no one else should be that concerned about it. Um Yeah, so the other night I was looking at the Iowa Code for criminal mischief. And it's a lot of boring details. But basically, uh, degrees 1 through 4 are pretty clearly defined as like, this is what makes it first degree criminal mischief. These are the qualifications for second. And then the definition of fifth degree for criminal mischief is if the criminal mischief does not meet the qualifications for degrees one through four, it is fifth degree. So it's like, so if they basically didn't do anything and you want to charge them with something, you can yeah. go all the way down to five here. Yeah.
0: If they were miming in public,
1: that's fifth degree. Oh, well, this is interesting. This link here, um, like two halves of a pecan. Kippis and Jorgensen are nuts from the same shell.
0: Wow. So now we're gonna get this is this is libel actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they reside together in Iowa City, which made them easier for police to identify and locate. I'm not yeah. sure how that helps really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're not following the opsec rules. They live together. <laughs> this is if, this is what she's mad about. <laughs> if you she's have like, a government
1: hey, sh- address, you can be found. <laughs> <laughs>
0: These people are so stupid to live together. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> uh
1: they protest the things leftists like to protest together. And that is a link to a Daily Iowan article from the uh the Ralston Creek cleanup protest that uh these two were a part of back in October. As if I don't know, she's like uh she's demonstrating a, a pattern here. Yeah. These two care about things, <laughs> take action in ways. Uh, they committed their devious act together and being represented already by the same criminal defense attorney, they went on trial together for the identical charges of disorderly conduct and criminal mischief in the fifth degree. So that is two paragraphs in a yeah, row where she <laughs> tells us what the charges are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what the fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of them having the same defense attorney yeah um wow. i have been paying attention to a facebook page the johnson county republicans of iowa who also had someone in attendance at the trial i don't think this was althea cole making these facebook posts i think i know who it was but i don't know the person's name i've just seen this person around when i have attended maybe ron desantis campaign stops maybe i made a connection that way uh yeah here so on february 6th after the first day of the trial concluded somebody posted this on the johnson county republicans of iowa facebook page the defense attorney is gina messimer of parish crew denier law in des moines how their services was paid for and by whom is unknown
0: (laughs) jesus fucking christ (laughs) <laughs> this is this is award award-winning journalism here
1: yeah i mean to be fair this is just a facebook post althea cole is not responsible for oh, that sorry, but sorry. Like, yeah yeah but how they paid for their lawyer is unknown like are they suggesting a you know a soros connection or something? yeah i'd imagine <laughs> okay back to althea cole's piece this is no more facebook post Kippus and Jorgensen did not deny that they were the two individuals who dropped a crap ton of little <laughs> glass rolling things around a big crowd.
0: This is so bad. You <laughs> didn't want to so say marbles again? So bad. <laughs> a crap ton?
1: Crap ton. It's hyphenated also. <laughs> a crap ton of little glass rolling things. <laughs> not that there was much of a point in denying it, Surveillance images and videos introduced as evidence for the state, explained to the jury by UI police detective Ian Mallory, were able to link the defendants to the act through the backpacks they wore on the way into the building. Okay, something that was learned definitively in the course of these proceedings is that University of Iowa police detective Ian Mallory listens to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is most likely hearing this right now uh his job as far as most of us can tell is to read everyone's tweets <laughs> i bet he gets uh, paid
0: well for it too
1: yeah probably uh you know you can look that up all uh all state employees salaries are posted online yeah, i didn't true. uh i didn't think to check that so this is what i'm talking about what i missed on wednesday morning um Ian Mallory testified on Wednesday morning, and I had to work. I had, I have a job, unfortunately. I have several jobs, unfortunately, mm. and <laughs> uh, so he, uh, the the state prosecutor was asking Ian questions. Uh, they were presenting surveillance footage from several angles outside of the building, which showed our friends uh, with backpacks going in and out of the building. Uh, but the defense was also, of course, able to ask the witness some questions and asked him if he listens to a podcast called Rock Hard Caucus. And he said (laughs) that he does. And then a follow-up question was, do you listen to this podcast for recreational or investigative purposes? And he said both.
0: (laughs) Oh, so he's a fan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, sign up for the Patreon, Ian. Come on. (laughs) um yeah so i i didn't like prepare a statement uh to to address this i didn't i didn't uh, write anything down that i wanted to give as a message to ian mallory but uh i do want to say that it is i I do admire you for getting paid to listen to our podcast that that's good that goes for pretty much anyone listening right now um if you listen to this show on the clock, that's great. If you listen to this off the clock or you listen to any podcast when you're not like sitting at a desk being paid, there's probably better ways for you to spend your time.
0: True. But he he makes... Okay, I did find his public records. <laughs> he makes about $80,000 a year to listen to our podcast.
1: Um, I can't say... Which is honestly, I, yeah, good for him.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I am jealous more than anything. Yeah, same. He makes more money to listen, to listen to, the to podcast us than, than, than that we make.
0: Sucks, man,
1: to record it.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> much that's, more. That's true. That's true. Uh,
1: yeah, just you know, Ian, how dare you listen to this for recreational purposes? I am asking you from now on. You are only allowed to listen to this show while you are being paid by the University of Iowa. And please don't violate that this is a boundary between us. I only want you to listen to this when you're being paid to do so. And Good I call. will check. <laughs> I, I have the IP addresses of every single download. <laughs> 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 um, that's not the only time that our podcast came up. During the trial, actually. Um, Tuesday morning, I sat through the jury selection, and I think it would be weird to like talk too much about the jurors right (laughs) right but uh the prosecutor asked them if they were familiar with rock hard caucus (laughs) i was in the room and i had to just look at the floor (laughs) try not to (laughs) laugh out loud uh it was an embarrassing moment for me because none of them raised their hands (laughs) oh but maybe they understood if there was a covert listener in there, they understood, like, I shouldn't mm-hmm. admit to this.
0: Yeah, anywhere. well, if they had listened to the last episode, then they they would have known better. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what a thrill to be mentioned in a courtroom. Uh, here's a good point. None of the surveillance evidence presented by the state actually showed Kippis and Jorgensen dumping the marbles. Instead, Detective Mallory pieced together a surveillance video showing two individuals crossing the Iowa River on the footbridge toward the IMU wearing backpacks, the shape and sag of which indicated that the items inside were fairly weighty. <laughs> I got the At forensics point,
0: team on the case here. That bag was a little saggy i uh, got some <laughs> indicator there's something uh, potentially glass-rolly. What was that she used earlier? There uh, possibly was a rolling crap things. ton of little glass-rolling <laughs> things in
1: there. Uh, your backpacks are sagging. Pull up, pull up your damn backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one point in the video, one of the individuals briefly strains to lift their backpack after setting it down for during a quick break.
0: Oh my fucking god. Canceled. Ah.
1: <laughs> Bad at writing.
0: Ad, Ad, Adam <laughs> Sullivan would have done a better job. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, as far as I can understand, this was his replacement. He left yeah. the Gazette oh, yeah. and now, now they have someone they writing at least worse one, conservative articles. <laughs> they
0: need at least one crank like libertarian conservative person on, on the staff
1: yeah but no well, loose
0: lenses yeah i can't have any of those <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she pisses the wrong kinds of people off so she's not allowed to have a job anymore uh, to adam's credit like he actually like is somewhat of a principal libertarian yeah you know? adam actually
0: would have had a good take <laughs> on this one i think actually <laughs> yeah he would have I think called so him fucking stupid yeah um yeah because yeah he hates cops uh, i think which is as a libertarian that's what you you know that's what you that's should the be right
1: doing. right yeah. way to be a libertarian. Yeah. Yeah, Althea Cole is more of a social, conservative, regressive type person. Uh, Shortly after, footage shows Jorgensen setting the backpack down on the ground at Hubbard Park, a large, open, grassy area directly south of the IMU building, where protesters had gathered in force. Okay, I should talk a little bit about who else was called to the stand. Uh, Okay, University of Iowa police officers Joshua Lovick, Sarah Sand, uh And Brad Schramm and Ian Mallory, who was already mentioned uh and then Corey Lockwood was also a witness, and he uh, I don't have his actual title written down, but he like is some kind of like administrator with the building, so he helps uh coordinate events and large gatherings and stuff so uh yeah the the mention of Hubbard Park is what reminded me to check back with the uh list of witnesses here. Uh Brad Schram. So he's a university cop who was uh getting paid overtime to be in the IMU that night and uh you know, observe uh, and you know So <laughs> he's having
0: credit. the time of his life.
1: <laughs> I mean that's the case for all of these cops. Like they were being yeah, they paid overtime it. to be there. This is a special assignment, you know. So Hubbard Park, Corey Lockwood also talked about this, the IMU administrative guy. Hubbard Park was designated as a, like, protest area. Mm-hmm. Free speech zone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, and for anyone who's not familiar with the area, it's just like a block of field that's just immediately south of the building. And I say south, right? So one of the most important pieces of, of evidence for the whole trial was this a map. They had a map of the first floor of the building with certain parts highlighted. Like, here's the ballroom where Matt Walsh was. Here's the path that uh, attendees took to get to that ballroom. Here is the south lobby where the marbles were dumped. Okay? So we're all referring to the same map together. Uh, Gina Messimer, the defense attorney, refers to this map while she's, like, cross-examining all these cops. And uh, Brad Schramm was asked, uh, where is Hubbard Park? Just just for everyone's knowledge, where is that park? And he is looking at the map and he points to a space on the east side of the map. Hmm. So that's, that's where the street is and the parking ramp and stuff. Hmm. Are you questioning the credibility of the state's witness here? <laughs> a little bit. Like, you guys work for this university and are in this building presumably, like, all the time. And, like leading up to this event you had to have prepared in some ways right you know like the layout of the area i would think
0: <laughs> uh yeah i think i don't know if police really do prepare for these sort of things
1: <laughs> well yeah and they that's sort of what was coming across during the like questioning of these witnesses Is like they talked about how they had meetings leading up to this to like get ready but then they also all were like no we don't really know anything about matt walsh we didn't look into him at all before this um Corey lockwood the imu guy happened to have been at a conference in i think he said madison wisconsin where walsh had done a similar event recently and so he actually he may have been there when it happened it was kind of unclear and i don't remember that well but that's like the only reason he knew about matt walsh and what <laughs> type of stuff happens at matt walsh events Hmm. because he just like coincidentally (laughs) was where one had just happened for example uh before matt walsh's university of iowa event he tweeted that his supporters should come to this event armed that's that's one thing that it seems like it would have been helpful for them to be aware of prior right yeah yeah (laughs) i think so So, yeah, Brad Tram could not point to Hubbard Park on a map. Another point that they were trying to make was that by dumping these marbles, they basically made the south entrance to the building unusable for a period of time. And uh, the defense attorney was pointing at different entrances and exits around the building and asking uh, the witnesses, like, could people have gone through here instead or here? And uh, there's like... There's, like, the south entrance to the IMU, right? And then there's one that they call the Hubbard entrance, which is, like, on... It's, like, around the corner on the east side. Those are, like, the two biggest entryways into this building. But between the two, there's, like, this one small door that goes into a stairwell, directly into a stairwell. And, like, I, I know this because I have to go to that building sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I, like those cops, have attended the university and worked there and shit. Mm -hmm. So like, I know that there's a door there Mm -hmm. because I've seen it, (laughs) but but when asked about it, uh, I think it was Josh Lovick who was asked specifically about this one, like alternate entrance and exit. He was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that. How do they, they're either just lying in order to not like negatively impact the case or they don't, they don't care about anything. (laughs) <laughs> like how can you not know the layout of the building where you're working? What's your job? What yeah. are you supposed to do?
0: Collect overtime.
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Laugh at the protesters probably.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Under their breath.
1: Uh after setting down the backpack, Jorgensen walks around the IMU building, testing several doors from the exterior. Uh I didn't see the video, so I can't. I can't corroborate corroborate this part of the uh, piece. Uh, some were locked. Police had observed some concerning info on social media prior to the event about potential security issues. <laughs> As a result, officials had planned several measures in advance, including controlling building access so event goers could only enter through certain doors. Uh, I don't remember what I was posting in the lead up to that, but uh, sorry if I impacted some of those locked doors, everyone. <laughs> And again, uh you know they were they had observed concerning info on social media from people who were planning to protest. They didn't happen to observe the guy uh putting on the event saying hey please bring a gun into this university building yeah when you <laughs> when you come watch my anti-trans movie
0: yeah e- even this right-wing columnist uh, referred to him as a provocateur like right mm-hmm. i mean
1: uh after jorgensen returned to the park and picked up the backpack that had been set down minutes earlier security footage shows that both individuals entered the imu with their backpacks through one of the few accessible entrances Minutes later, the marbles were dumped and spotted by on-site police officer Sarah Sand, who couldn't make out the identities of the doers before they left, but found the backpacks they left behind, both with marbles still inside. The doers? The doers. (laughs) The identities of the doers. Uh, This was the only piece of physical evidence that they had at this trial. They had the actual backpacks. They first showed the jury uh photos of the backpacks and then in a dramatic twist uh <laughs> witness sarah sand uh, on the stand opened up a big garbage bag and oh my god there they were <laughs> the backpacks themselves
0: <laughs> would you say that there oh there was there was were there any marbles still in the bags as they indicated here
1: well, okay, so the uh, a couple of the photos that they showed us showed that you could see marbles inside the backpack. But when they showed us in person the backpacks, they didn't, like, open them up or anything. They didn't show us, hmm. which I think would have, like, wouldn't that have been pertinent to show us here are the marbles? Yeah. Here's some of those little glass rolling things <laughs> <laughs> still in here. Leaving the backpacks for police to find turned out to be perhaps the second biggest mistake Kippis and Jorgensen made that evening. The unique color and pattern of one of them led police to the roommate radicals who were spotted <laughs> leaving the IMU without the backpacks they'd worn into the building. On time-stamped footage that lines up with the marble dropping. Roommate radicals.
0: Roommate radicals, wow.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I know, I know Izzy and Maggie fairly well we see each other pretty regularly we talk uh evan you don't know them as well right no but uh we just had them on our podcast last week right um Mm -hmm. so in your limited experience with these two uh would you consider them to be roommates or perhaps something more than that (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, <clears throat> believe The Roommates has already been established. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this is just, like, a very clear way to just try to smear, like, radicals. Like, that's, like, mm-hmm. the worst thing that you can be. Yeah, is... she
1: wanted that alliteration, so the RR. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just this whole article, though, is just, like, wow, fucking... Like, she's so mad about some warbles, like, that mm-hmm. because, like, I guess people could have... Could have potentially slipped on them um mm-hmm. and gotten hurt, mm-hmm. which didn't happen, but it's mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, I don't know it's it's fucking stupid
1: <laughs> when I see roommate radicals, it just makes me think that she's like does she just doesn't like to think about them as a couple, I think,
0: yeah, well yeah, that's a good
1: point too. <laughs> it almost seems surprising two people with their intellect and education would make such a silly error. and then she lists their jobs which maybe isn't necessary for me to repeat right now (laughs) or for her (laughs) that's also true um and this is her saying like it's a it was a huge mistake for them to leave evidence behind to leave the backpacks there but what's the alternative the alternative is for them to keep the backpacks on and then be Mm -hmm. caught on video still wearing them like
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i guess you can criticize the uh the op opsec here Mm but it's kind of beside the point. I think, I I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know what their, what their thoughts were doing this. um, Yeah. Or, you know, to what extent they were trying to, you know, not get caught, but
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they were like desperately trying not to get caught, there's other ways, other paths they could have taken. Um, But I, I just want to stress, you know, though they have been found guilty of disorderly conduct in this event, there is no video footage of them doing it. Uh, All of the video presented by Ian Mallory was from cameras outside of the building. So maybe they aren't filming stuff inside the building. I don't know. I don't want to give them any ideas, although I'm sure they've had those ideas. Uh, And they also showed us body cam footage from two of the officers, uh, Josh Lysick and Brad Schramm. Uh, Schramm's video, I think took place entirely after the marbles were dumped lysic was stationed a little bit further north like down a hallway in the building and so his cam footage didn't catch anything either of course and sarah sand who was the closest to the event itself and as it says here like saw it happen but wasn't able to catch the doers (laughs) right she didn't present any body cam footage which I would think would have been the most useful in this case. She was closest to the event. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that's because they can turn them on and off.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> certainly can.
1: <laughs> so, that you know, that makes you think, like, what's the purpose of police body cams? Is it to hold the police accountable or is it, or is it for them to have evidence of crimes occurring in front of them?
0: Yeah, um, I police body cam thing that was like one of like the big like obama things that they mm-hmm. oh wow now police have to wear body cams like that is going to like solve everything as if like the problem isn't is just that like we haven't caught all of this stuff on tape before mm-hmm. like yeah it's yeah they're they're i guess helpful in some situations but it's <laughs> it's not an actual solution for any yeah police reforms like they try to sell it as
1: yeah who's in control of the cameras the officer themselves can turn it on and off the the video is kept by the the cops like the police department is in control of the footage like it goes missing all the time in, in cases where it would be helpful to prosecute the police. Uh, OK, so they made a silly error despite their intellect and education, but apparently there's no time to effectively plan devious acts. When evil fascist bigots like Matt Walsh are on your turf, and his evil fascist bigot event goers need punished for wanting to hear his remarks,
0: oh hoo Like she's just saying that she could have done it better. <laughs> like these <laughs> fucking idiots. I could have, I could have done this uh, at an anti communist uh, like <laughs> uh, thing. Like, yeah,
1: And I think we're supposed to read that as sarcastic, but evil fascist bigots like Matt Walsh
0: yeah it's not really it's not real i mean he's definitely a bigot uh <laughs> evil and fascist yeah probably
1: <laughs> well doesn't he self describe
0: yeah doesn't he like call himself like that he i mean he isn't trying to really hide his opinions
1: here right right I'm trying to remember yeah theocratic fascist that's how he describes himself oh so <laughs> okay, i mean so he literally <laughs> I think I'm maybe also supposed to read that as sarcastic, but
0: Yeah. And you know, being a theocrat is pretty anti American, if you ask me. Um <laughs> if you respect the Constitution you can't really be a theocrat. So yeah, I wonder yeah, I wonder how much Mrs. Cole actually agrees with <laughs> Mr. Walsh.
1: Yeah. She attended the event. I don't know if you know that. Oh really? I don't think she says so in this piece either. Mm-hmm. Things got dicey for a bit there. The UI student organization hosting Walsh, Young Americans for Freedom, had not charged money for the tickets. The organization's national sponsor requires that events be free and open to the public in order to sponsor speaking fees. They also had not capped the number of tickets to be obtained by interested event goers. Mallory estimated that tickets were overdispersed dispersed by an amount, perhaps double the capacity of the IMU main lounge, the largest gathering area in the building where Walsh's speech was given. So the YAF chapter, uh, distributed tickets well in excess of capacity of where the event was taking place. <laughs> but there's no, there's no consequence for that, I guess. like, I think it's about an 800 cap room and there were like 2,000 people trying to get in. Or maybe the 2,000 includes all the protesters as well. Yeah, that
0: seems like a safety issue (laughs) in itself. Right, yeah.
1: And who's causing that problem? (laughs) The the marbles are are insignificant in comparison to the massive crowd. Uh, Yeah. With guns. (laughs) Perhaps, yeah. It's not like they were going through metal detectors. Right. I think there was there wasn't like a security checkpoint like to get into the ballroom itself but up Mm and like up until there you could have anything like Mm. I'm pretty positive it's illegal to carry a weapon in that building but no one knows I mean we've already demonstrated you can
0: carry weapons into courtrooms and like (laughs) official like the uh, legislature so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah I don't know
1: I did I did discover an important thing going to the courthouse this week Uh, I had a new nintendo 3ds in my pocket which was not confiscated so you are allowed to game uh i don't think it would have gone well for me to have it out in the courtroom though
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) just sitting in the back of a courtroom with a steam deck (laughs) (laughs) playing vampire survivors
1: okay that's another thing that doesn't get mentioned in this piece um althea cole was observing the trial right Uh, i believe this was after we came back from lunch on tuesday She was sitting in the back row of the observers area with her phone fully out just like this. And before they brought the jury in, the judge was like, hey, before we start, uh, you in the back, please put your phone away. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah, she's getting chastised. (laughs) (laughs) I think that so since she's a member of the media, as are we. Yeah. Yeah. So that's well established at this point, yep <laughs> um had expanded media coverage been granted for this trial, I think she would have been allowed to have her phone out, but uh it was not hmm. and looking ahead at next month, our friend Tara McGovern has their trial on March twelfth Expanded media coverage has been granted. It was requested, I believe, by the Gazette, so perhaps Althea herself will be at that trial too mm-hmm. but uh Rockhard caucus will also. Be making every effort to cover that trial in real time just just for anyone curious (laughs) i have learned a little bit more about how this shit works because of this week Mm -hmm. so they oversold tickets they oversold free tickets that amounted to a very large number of intended event goers who were not granted access to the event they had been waiting in a long and very large line Long and R- very, very large redundant line. yeah I mean
0: this whole thing mask. is very redundant, like this this article could be about a third the uh a third as long as it need or as it is, and mm-hmm. like most of it, I guess is just her like little zingers that she had to <laughs> to throw in,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. so there is a long and very large line next to a second long and very large line of loudly <laughs> chanting protesters. This is like a sort of a geometry problem uh to. Two very large, long lines are at parallel angles. Will they ever intersect? The two sides were separated only by about five feet and a line of stanchions. Is that spelled right? I guess that is how you spell stanchion. Uh, But she very helpfully tells us what a stanchion is. Standing posts with ropes connected between them to help control crowds. Anyone ever been... To any sort of public gathering space, you may have encountered a stanchion. A stanchion. <laughs>
0: Think. I mean, it was good of her to explain what it is. though.
1: Uh, they, they use the word stanchion like during the uh, the testimony. So I, I'm I wonder maybe that's why she had her phone out. You know, like these big <laughs> words get said. I got to figure out what the hell this is. Uh, the stanchions that were hastily set up to encourage some well-advised distance. It doesn't take much for a group of neon haired oddballs shouting fuck you fascist at a group of disgusted conservatives to quickly devolve into a melee.
0: (laughs) Okay, now there's actual maybe they took the photos out (laughs) because there's a bunch of people standing in the park. I don't see any neon hair out there. Um, Maybe (laughs) they updated the article to take out those photos because uh, she didn't, you know, the the evidence for her statement doesn't doesn't (laughs) exist.
1: Yeah, I mean I I don't know if I've said that I was present for this before, but I was I was at the building at this time. Uh I do remember there being some dyed hair in attendance, but not yeah. not any more than you would usually encounter.
0: <laughs> they need they need new lines, really. If yeah, you're going to yeah. like attack protesters like yeah, he need you need new new material.
1: Mhm. Oh, why why aren't you at work, fucker? <laughs> 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 okay so fuck you fascist it's it's also censored here there's an asterisk instead of a u in fuck uh and then she has on its own as a as a single sentence paragraph that is contained by parentheses she says somewhere down in hell franco and mussolini are laughing at these goofballs understanding of fascism <laughs> no, i know i'm nitpicking but she deserves it It's goofball apostrophe S, but she means this to be a plural possessive. So the apostrophe should be after the S. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Franco and Mussolini are laughing at these goofballs understanding of fascism.
0: Well, again, Matt Walsh calls himself a fascist, <laughs> so uh, the people who support him are interested in hearing what he has to say are at least fascist adjacent sure. um, so
1: sympathetic uh, to fascism, uh, yeah. But when told by police that they would absolutely not be getting into the event, some event goers turned around to discover a flood of marbles rolling around on the floor, separating them from the door through which they'd entered earlier and through which they intended to leave right then.
0: This is, like, just so dramatic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so since I was there, I can provide some context for this. There's a body cam footage... From Joshua Lysik, one of the officers, uh, I said earlier, he was stationed a bit further north in the building, away from the lobby where the marbles were deployed. And near the beginning of his footage that they showed us in the courtroom, or they were showing it to the jury, but I happened to see it as well. Uh, he's telling, uh, Officer Lys, wait, did I say his name right? It's Lovick, Officer Lovick, Josh Lovick. He, uh, he's telling people, uh, the room's full, you're not going to get in. You should probably leave. <laughs> and there's a, I forget who said it, but he has an interaction with a person and one of them says, Hey, there's marbles over there. No, no, it was, uh, Lovic telling the guy, uh, it may be wise to leave the building now. Be careful. There's marbles by that exit <laughs> pointing to the south. And the guy full, like right up next to the body cam, you see him sort of roll his eyes and sigh and say, I know. <laughs>
0: very so, dangerous situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: she's portraying this as like the marbles between me and my only exit. <laughs> How will I escape? But um, in reality, the people were like, "Ugh, this nuisance. I'm slightly annoyed by this." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you think that the uh the people attending the Matt Walsh event were, you know, older than average, maybe larger in body weight than average hmm. and or more, or less coordinated <laughs> than average.
1: Honestly, uh or is it like really. young? I mean, yeah, it
0: might have been like a lot of it, it was a young huge, Republicans. Yeah. Huge
1: range of people. Like people drove yeah. in from all around the county to go to this. um And I, I again mostly just saw people who didn't get in. So I don't know what the crowd like in the actual room would have looked like. Mm-hmm. But could have been older because they tend to be the early birds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think I wrote WTF next to my notes, said Mallory, that's Ian Mallory, University of Iowa detective listening right now, who testified for the state at the Little Miss Marxists trial last week. Wow. Little Miss Marxists. Little Miss
0: Marxists.
1: It's nice of her not to misgender them, at least.
0: Yeah. I wonder what her understanding of marxist is you know in comparison to these uh goofballs understanding of fascism i'm sure that the people protesting know a lot more about fascism than she knows about marxism
1: definitely i i mean i don't think it's even a question uh several police officers already on site for event security were needed to clear the area a decision was made to close the south entrance said mallory as by that point it was basically unusable were any of the event goers or protesters to have scaled the marbles only to slip and fall the amount of chaos and calamity that could have ensued cannot be overstated
0: cannot be overstated um I'm going to take offense to that I think I think you're overstating the that uh, calamity and chaos that could have ensued like someone might have slipped I guess it's potential that someone could have like broken their tailbone or something but sure, like yeah. even then uh it seems like people were pretty aware of the marbles and they were maneuvering I, around them
1: yeah i don't think it can be stressed enough that no one was injured at all <laughs> like it was a even fall <laughs> like <laughs> no like if they had there, that would have been front and center of this oh, trial yeah. you know like they had nothing and this thing was a temporary inconvenience. Basically, from, from their perspective, like, this is like the ideal protest is like, uh-huh. some, somebody created a temporary inconvenience, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> no one was hurt at all. And that, that was part of the defense's argument is like, this guy is coming to your town to say that your way of life is evil and that you are a pedophile, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, And, like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Just, like, let it happen? Like, don't say anything to the people who gleefully attend this guy's, like, hate Mm -hmm. rallies? The thing that they chose to do didn't hurt a single person, just caused a headache for a while for the people who hate them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous to, like, act like this is where the harm is. Like the harm is having like fucking Matt Walsh speak on your campus. Like that should be, that is like the problem Mm -hmm. and people reacting to it is like a very insignificant thing in comparison to the actual problem of like basically having your, your community endorse this fucking freak.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Furthermore, were people to have experienced serious injury from slipping on the marbles and falling, Kippis and Jorgensen's legal liability, of course they still would have been caught, could have been significantly more severe. So if something had happened that hadn't happened, the consequences would have been greater. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, but it didn't. (laughs) As luck would have it, none of that happened. It was the steadfast and diligent efforts of the police officers on site (laughs) that ensured no injuries occurred. Ironically, those efforts by police also likely ensured that the defendant's acts didn't earn them more serious charges like felony willful injury. Izzy Kippis and Elizabeth Jorgensen should really thank University of Iowa police for helping them to stay out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Uh, And For this, I will recall my memory of Brad Schramm's body cam footage, which was about eight minutes of him standing around by the south entrance (laughs) while four or five of his colleagues also stood around. (laughs) (laughs) They they kicked all the marbles down the stairs, by the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. The mass of marbles was dumped in the south lobby, uh and they chose to move them all closer to the stairs and then kick them down the stairs. Like it's look, it's it is a hazard regardless of where the large uh pile of uh little glass rolling things is. But you you moved them closer to the stairs, you pushed them onto the stairs. <laughs> Instead, Kippus and Jorgensen will suffer no more than a slap on the wrist. A verdict of guilty was delivered by the jury on Thursday for the count of disorderly conduct, a simple misdemeanor punishable by no more than 30 days in jail, and a fine of not more than $855. I don't expect that either will actually serve time.
0: Yeah, no shit.
1: I don't expect that either. (laughs) On the other count, criminal mischief in the fifth degree, the jury was deadlocked and therefore could not return a guilty verdict. It's a halfway decent win for their defense attorney, Gina Messimer of Parish Crew denier Law Firm of Des Moines. Uh, sorry if I'm saying that name wrong, C- crew denier. I don't know. Mm. Messimer, who I'd probably want in my corner if I needed a criminal defense, will be spending more time in Johnson County in the upcoming weeks and months defending other clients for protest, in quotes, related charges.
0: Come on the fuck on, man.
1: So they're not protests or like, what are you getting at with those quotes?
0: Yeah, and also, like, weren't the other... Like, the Johnson County 7 charges were, like... They're, like, even less, like, legitimate than these. Well,
1: I I would say so. Like, this is... I I forget what the actual charges are against uh, terror. I believe something to do with also disorderly conduct, and I think there's, like, an interference with official acts charge in there. Yeah,
0: which is just, like, a
1: fucking made up charge most of the time <laughs> <laughs> right right so this this is like a large mass of people outside mm-hmm. and a few of them have been singled out because they were part of this crowd that yeah. were in the street
0: like this one is they're prosecuting a prank and the other one is like they're literally just prosecuting people protesting like yeah literally like it's ridiculous
1: yeah it didn't the the marbles was a unique action by a couple of people among a large group of protesters Mm -hmm. the joeco7 go to joeco7.org for more information and how to help um it's a group of people among a huge group of people all doing the same thing Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's a good distinction Uh, i do agree with althea's point here uh I would also want Gina Messimer in my corner if I needed a criminal defense, because I think that I was very biased, of course, observing this trial, but I thought that the way that she defended her clients was exceptional. The defense basically being, isn't this kind (laughs) of (laughs) silly? That's
0: a good one. It's pretty silly.
1: Yeah. Iowa City's finest radicals have had a busy season, but it's best to tackle these cases one at a time. So, I think she's threatening us with uh, further opinion pieces about protests coming soon. In the meantime, if Kippis and Jorgensen want to continue sticking it to the man and protesting for justice and whatnot, they should try something that doesn't actually put other people's safety at risk. Whatever happened to just super gluing oneself to the wall? Okay, no one else is responsible for the words that Althea Cole has written here. So, I can't, I can't, like, I can't criticize other people for what the stupid shit she's saying here, but Mm -hmm. the criminal justice, sorry, the uh, criminal mischief in the fifth degree charge, the prosecution's argument relied on specific wording of that crime, which involves the destruction defacement, uh, whatever, uh, or alteration (laughs) of property. Okay. Mm -hmm. They were really focusing on that word alter to alter property because obviously these marbles did not destroy the the, the building or <laughs> deface the building but they're arguing that a large number of marbles altered the floor of the Iowa Memorial Union <laughs>
0: <laughs> very interesting so like when a janitor uh, puts up like a wet floor sign that's <laughs> yeah. also altering
1: mm-hmm. the yeah, floor of yeah. the
0: building it's illegal
1: mm-hmm So uh, Althea Cole here is suggesting that if you are to protest, why not superglue yourself to the wall? So if the state was pursuing charges based on their idea that marbles have altered a floor, Mm -hmm. do you think that superglue might alter a wall? I I would say that's (laughs) more of an alteration than marbles even. Yeah. And also we can compare this directly to some other protest charges recently, Uh, In December, a group of protesters uh, chained themselves to some doors over at Kinnick Stadium to protest a fundraiser and the university's complicity Mm -hmm. in Israel's genocide. And they, I would say that that's uh, comparable to supergluing yourself to the wall, right? Yeah. They are facing much harsher penalties. They were brutally arrested by the cops for doing that protest. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I believe uh, the the university is claiming that they have to replace the doors that they <laughs> that these people chain themselves to uh, in order to you know rack up the cost of of what they're charging them with. Like we have to replace those doors. That's thousands of dollars of damage that they've done. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I mean, it's beside the point anyway, because like obviously, f- fucking Althea Cole doesn't give a shit about protests. She fucking will make fun of anyone doing anything. Yeah. So like if you're going to do something, you might as well get some media coverage that like ends up with someone writing this whiny ass article about (laughs) you, you know, like I don't know if this like makes them look that bad. Really. It just makes like, like, I don't know. I can't really put my, um, I can't really wear the shoes of a normal person but right exactly it seems seems absolutely ridiculous like to like the way she's hyping up like how like horrible of a thing this was like it's it's ridiculous
1: yeah i mean she has to refer to like hypothetical things that could have happened in order Mm -hmm. to make this like sound like a crime you know like it could have been really dangerous it yeah. wasn't at all, but think about if it had been.
0: <laughs> I do wonder if there's like a precedent of someone who actually has like, <laughs> like uh, gotten like an assault charge for <laughs> someone slipping on marbles.
1: <laughs> Cartoon style crime, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like wily coyote shit.
1: Yeah, the thing that I couldn't uh, stop thinking about, like, I've never really sat through a trial. I have seen them on TV, and I've not just like. Fictional but I've seen like footage of real trials. you know like that's really my only Experience with this stuff Like the system that Holds our our lives And freedom in its hands Is like so scary (laughs) Like yeah It's obviously better to have A jury trial than it would Be to have the state just deciding On its own like whether you're guilty Or innocent of stuff but like The jury selection process Is like they ask people, you know, do you have an opinion on transgender people? Do you have experience with this? That would, you know, do you, do you have thoughts on this? Uh And if, if a juror is forthcoming, which is a barrier, because like, obviously you can just keep it to yourself and go through the process with your own motivations in mind. Remember jury nullification, everybody, this is a, Uh (laughs) this can go both ways, of course. Um, so they they ask, you know, if somebody says, yeah, yeah, I, I have strong opinions on this matter. Then they ask, do you think that those strong opinions would impact your uh, impartiality when deciding this case? Like, yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, th- there's just this false idea that anybody could go into a situation like this and not have any of their personal bias impact their decision making. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. That's not real. No. You know? Well, and also, also, you can just lie. Everyone, everyone in that room is lying the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, they they deal in in logic in the court system, logic mm-hmm. and and facts. Uh, mm-hmm. So personal opinions don't have anything to do with any of that. So right,
1: right, you got to throw it out. And the judge is is telling them repeatedly, like your own opinions do not matter here. Like we're telling you what the law is, and we're showing you evidence, and then you have to decide if it's enough evidence. Mm-hmm. Your your own opinion, you, you can't actually consider your own opinions here. But it's like, yes, they can. <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't stop them at all. And also the idea that if a jury lasts or if a trial lasts more than one day, the jury goes home that night and they tell them, OK, don't look at the news or anything. Yeah. <laughs> all the stuff we told you about today in trial, don't Google it.
0: Yeah, I think people think that like trials like are like always like the O.J. Simpson trial or something where like the jury gets sequestered or whatever, (laughs) locked in the room. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like they have the resources to do that. Like, no, it's just try not to read the try not to read any newspapers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Don't look at your phone too much. Block uh, all your notifications from
1: any news sources. (laughs) Right. I yeah. Like I I I've shared too many of my strong opinions in a public forum to probably ever make it onto a jury at this point yeah but I'll, I'll tell you right now if I'm on a jury the second I get home I'm looking up everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, okay other things I wanted to make sure I mention uh, I have put in an official request for the audio of the marbles trial I don't have that yet of course but maybe useful to us in the future <laughs> and uh yeah i've also of course requested uh official media recognition at terrorist trial on march 12th mm-hmm. i'll Good include a link to uh an article about that also because terror has been getting a lot of media attention lately which may impact uh jury selection i would think yeah <laughs> just a reminder for everyone listening you actually you don't listen
0: yeah you've never listened <laughs> to this fucking podcast
1: you don't know about us <laughs> Um, and I also wanted to mention since it's happening tomorrow, um, there is in Des Moines at the Capitol going to be a public hearing for Kim Reynolds, uh, anti-trans bill, the, uh, the HSB that we were talking about last mm-hmm. week. It's now known as House File 2389. A brief summary from Ty rushing of the Iowa starting line. The bill would establish legal definitions of gendered terms like man, woman, father and mother and requires trans Iowans to have special birth certificates and use separate facilities in public facilities. So I guess the, the public hearing is at 5 p.m. in room 103 of the Iowa Capitol building tomorrow, February 12th. Very, very relevant to all the protests and uh, criminal proceedings we've been talking about. So. Yeah.
0: Like, God fucking damn. Like, it's. If you don't have a strong opinion about this, then, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I guess, it's, yeah. Just.
1: I think in- it is a, a moral obligation for us to make it as difficult as possible for any of these trials to be prosecuted. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I will not be able to make it to Des Moines tomorrow. So, uh, Godspeed to everybody who can get there and be a part of this bullshit. I've been hearing that the Capitol cops have been increasingly uh, aggro to all the protesters as well. So, careful—they mm-hmm. they love pressing charges. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I wanted to talk about today. Anything else on your mind?
0: Um, I recently became eligible to run for president. Oh so, hell yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I didn't even um, think about that. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> 2028 might be my year. So, um, yeah, I think I could do a better job than you know either the potential candidates and or the incumbent. Mm-hmm. incumbent. Um, yeah,
1: but I guess you. Uh, you I don't know if I have the stuff for. Been, it. You would have been eligible. That's for this right. Year's I would election, have been eligible for this year. Yeah. I didn't really
0: think about it until just, yeah, just yeah. now. But
1: 2028 gives us more time to prepare. It, it probably would be. I don't <laughs> think you're in a great position right now. No, to win I probably an need to stop doing November. the
0: podcast. Uh, actually. <laughs> But it's something I've been thinking about.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah, get ready for the Evan 2028 campaign. We'll get that started soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to uh, put some music at the end of this podcast. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Uh, I love to put local music at the end. So if you are in a band or something, please go to our website, rockhardcock.us and click the link near the top to uh, send us your music to feature at the end of the show. But today's selection is not a piece of local music. It is it's a clever reference that I'm going to to do here. Um and if you recognize the music and you know what reference I'm making, you should call in at 319-849-8733 and tell us what what music did I play and why and you may win a special prize. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: I'm uh I'm doing some engagement bait. I need people to call in more. <laughs> Uh, well, that'll do it. That's been Rock Hard Caucus episode 135. And remember, jurors cannot be punished for passing an incorrect verdict.
0: That's right. The thing, though, is that everyone has to vote the same. You have to... You have to. Well, if you want I
1: mean, the not guilty verdict. If you want yeah. the
0: not guilty verdict, you have to convince everyone else on the jury uh, to, to vote that way. But I guess a hung jury is also still a better outcome because then mm-hmm. they have to consider the like extra resources that they would need to retry the case and all that right i mm-hmm. think it's yeah another moral duty is to just tie up the state's resources as much as possible with uh, yeah. stupid stupid garbage like this shit
1: <laughs> it needs to be very difficult for them to prosecute protesters yeah yeah all right we'll keep that in mind everybody uh and don't tell anyone that you listen to the show yeah (laughs) tell your friends tell your friends that they should listen to the show but don't tell them that you listen yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that'll work okay good night everybody bye